Are you with us today? I am. I'm always here. <laughs> haven't, nice. haven't missed one yet. Well, that's good. Because mm-hmm. you kind of are the one that uploads them, because I cannot do that. Well. Uh, mm-hmm. That that would be too much responsibility. I'm sorry. What, what are we doing today? We are going to be developing. Oh, cool. And we're also going to be talking about something that we all have to deal with. Something near and dear to our hearts. Exactly. But first, what are you... Well, I guess we should explain what Dev Party is, in case there's people who haven't listened to before. Okay, so this these are our mini-episodes between our main episodes. So, basically, Eric and I call each other up, and we develop whatever film we've been shooting, or we try new developers, or we talk about stuff. And then we record it and send it on to you. For you to endure it as well. Basically correct. Yeah, so what are you developing this uh, <laughs> this time around? Uh, Fuji Neopan Acros 100, okay. but I am going to push it to 200. Just like one little teeny, tiny, tiny bit of a stop. Now, why is that? I will be... It was super low light. Okay, so you just this is kind of like a, a safety... Push. Yeah, it's a safety. safety it's push. a safety push. Okay. And honestly, it is kind of like a fine grain. So if I get some grain, I would be actually quite happy because I'm kind of looking for a little bit of grain. Yeah. Yeah. For um, sure. I'm shoot. I'm developing it in HC 110, and it's in dilution B. And I think my development is a little bit shorter than yours. It's about seven minutes, seven and a half minutes. That is true. I also got a little bonus. Oh, that's right. Situation that's on right. the side. I got kind of got a like little side chick over here. <laughs> I, I'm not sure that's what it's called, but but gay, why not? <laughs> yeah. So I have another uh, tank, and this one has two rolls in it. This is a fun one. Uh, Tasma Micrat 300. Fun. And Coda and Kodachrome. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Also an HC 110. Ansel method, 18 minutes, and that would be for a thousand mil tank. That's like 11 milliliters of HC110. So, so yeah, not, that's not a whole lot so. of developer in there. And I guess we should mention no. that the Kodachrome is not going to develop in a color or a, or a reversal sort of way because no. that, those chemicals are long gone. They are long gone. So, so you can't develop those no. in color anymore. Sometimes people have luck developing them in black and white. I did not, and I may have given you my rolls. I'm not sure. Pro- possibly. <laughs> okay, well, good luck with that. Thank you. <laughs> and those are both 35 millimeter, is that correct? Yeah, okay. so I shot the Tasma with Ni- the Nikonos or Nikonos number three. Okay. And then the Kodachrome roll, I have no idea. Okay. It was just, it just kind of appeared and the leader was in, so I'm assuming it was shot. Eh, figure it out. I guess. I guess we'll soon learn. Yes. Yeah, so now, yeah, Eric, mm-hmm. what do you got going on? What are you developing? Um, what are you doing, shooting? Uh, or what did you shoot? Oh wow, so many questions. I shot. Um, I'm, well, I'm developing four sheets of Fomapan 100, and I'm developing it in the what I consider the best developer for this, which is FA1027, also known as F76 Plus, also known as. Uh, one of the Arista developers. Uh, Photographer's formulary version? Well, yeah, the, the formulary version. Actually, I think I'm using F76 Plus version at this point. It doesn't really matter. They're all oh. the same. Okay. All identically the same. I do not know what is on these. They're in a pile of photos, a pile of, you know, of film that I'm developing from the summer. And it is now, I want to record oh, it in December. So these images have been latent since July. We'll see how they hold up. Actually, I know how they hold up. They hold up pretty well. So I'm excited to see what I took and, and what's out there and what's on the film. Yay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So 
Uh, why don't you go? How long was your development? Uh, development? It's nine minutes. Okay, so you're gonna tell me. I will tell you when I start, and I will tell you when it is a minute thirty, so that you can start yours. Sick. And then we will be stopping at the same time and fixing at the same time. Yay! Huzzah! Twinning. I I guess. I guess that as well. So organized. Mm -hmm. But first, Vanya, I want to ask you a question. Ooh. Okay. Why is Lint? Why is Lint? Why is Lint? Dude. Lint is kind of a nightmare. And I actually might have even Googled why is Lint at some point in my life. And I'm pretty sure it's from us. I think we just are like sh- like lizards and we just shed our like skin everywhere. So like Lint is just like our body like well, shedding all over everywhere you are partially correct and partially horribly <laughs> and unmistakably wrong first well like there's like fibers obviously from like cottons and well bullshit whatever first lint is awesome it's great okay. for art projects it's great for starting small fires and it's great if you have yes. some like ra- like rubbed on your body. It is great to convince people that you live in squalor and are kind of insane. You can use dryer lint to make yourself small, like small felted animals who will be your <laughs> best friends when nobody else will love you. <laughs> so I heard. Okay. You can do that. Uh, I had a, fr- a friend, a roommate, Ned, love him to death. He was, he, he, he painted a lot and he used dryer lint in his paintings. Um, that wasn't his best choice. He was a much better painter than dryer lint user. But never mind. For photographers, lint is our blood enemy. We loathe it. It is. It is. Our arch nemesis. It is. Our kryptonite. Um, yeah, basically. The photographer's inherent hatred for all things lint is one of the strongest driving forces in nature i did not know that it's true. it makes the rivers run every time we develop and scan an image the lint is always there it's always waiting it's always ready to implant itself on our otherwise pristine negatives like part of me is like yeah lint's awesome but the other part's like fuck lint right yeah though it's not technically invisible to the human eyeball. We can't see it until we scan it. And when it's like floating in the air, you get that little sun shining in. and that. You know, did you ever have that as a kid where you just like, you saw that beam of light and then you just saw all the particulates like as floating a- in the air. And then you realize that like, whoa, like that's, I'm breathing that all the time. I, I yeah. <laughs> Constantly. Sorry. <laughs> That's, I, it's, it's part of my life. I, I, realization. I, I screen print t-shirts. All we have is lint. I'm like 95% lint. Yeah, we can't see it until we scan it generally. And by then, it's too late. We've failed. We have failed as photographers, failed as human beings, and should just hang our heads in shame. Not necessarily. Yes, necessarily. But you and I, Vanya... And Eric, I'm Eric. Hi. We are here Hi. today to teach all of you listeners, you wonderful listeners, exactly how to avoid Lent. I don't think that's possible. It is possible. We can all live one life Lent free. Does this mean that we don't face the same Linty tribulations as the rest of you? No. For we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of Ansel. <laughs> but we, you and me and Vanya, us two, we can help you probably. I don't know, Vanya, how is, how is your Lent situation going on? These days, are you you pretty good? <laughs> you done with Lent? No, I'm definitely not. Never done with Lent. I have my good days and I have my bad days. Ooh, we'll just yeah, say I that. understand that. Sometimes you just have to like bask in the Lent and let it be <laughs> what it is. But I think well, sometimes it's part of the aesthetic. You know what I mean? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't agree with that. <laughs> Actually, I do. I uh, I've seen some really good Linty pictures or lint incorporated into pictures but like that's so rare i can think of like two or three times in my entire life that i've liked it so let's just say let's just say you defeat lint before introducing it back into your artwork you gotta know how to follow the rule before you can break the rule i think we just need to shave our bodies completely wax them well, okay, I, I don't know if I agree with that, but let's start developing, and then we will be talking to you more about lint. So I'm going to pour okay. up my pre-soak, and pre-soak is not necessarily necessary, 
for everything, but I use it. So, you know, for some I have pre soaked too, but I'm going to, I'm going to hold off on it until you tell me to pour because you have a longer time than I do. And I already remembered that. That, so that is me. the plan. Yeah. I, um, and the minute and a half ish, hopefully I remember to tell you. Well, we'll see. We will see. Okay. I am now technically developing. Nice. I am using a Stearman press tank. And uh, I am agitating. Look at me agitate. And while I'm agitating, I will tell you more about lint. Because we can't talk to you about lint or any or like how to avoid it before telling you exactly where it comes from. Etymologically speaking. <laughs> Are you fucking ready for this? Fucking A I am. Okay, you have a minute before you start developing. Okay. Okay. The word lint was first used in the 14th century. It was then another word for flax, right? We still see remnants of that in linseed oil. The linseed and the flax seed are the same damn seed. The word itself was derived from the Latin linum. Flax, of course, as we all know, comes from the old Saxon word flas, but that doesn't really come into play here. Lint, then, was originally the fibers of linen which was made from the, which was a fabric, and still is, a fabric made from the linseed. See how this all works? Now, yes. today, lint basically just means fibers, though not just, not just like fibers from linen, but like any kind of cloth fibers. Okay. Okay. So I bet you're now wondering how long you have till you want to develop. Yeah, yeah, I have the glass in my hand and I'm just waiting. Just waiting. Okay. You have seven seconds. <laughs> Be positive. <laughs> Okay, and start your development now. <laughs> I started like a two seconds earlier. I think you'll so be okay. I think you'll be okay. <laughs> All right. So lint and dust. You brought up dust before. They're not technically mm-hmm. the same thing. Dust. Oh, gosh. I know. Okay, so we're only... Okay, so is this kind of like one of those like proof of purchase type things where it's like, oh, we're going to show you how to take care of lint, but not per se dust. <laughs> I think, well, I'll get into that, but yes and no. Dust is made up of a whole mess of, like, a bunch of things. 25% of it is dead skin cells, which is just delicious. The rest of this amalgamation, it contains uh, pollen, pet hairs, and uh, packing materials, especially in, in my life. Yeah. It also contains a healthy amount of today's star, lint. Yeah, it's not just that lint gets on the film, but dust in general. But most of the particulates in dust are invisible to our stupid, under-evolved human eyes. Have you ever checked out the eye of, like, say, an octopus? Do it. They're much more evolved than we are as far as the eyeballs (laughs) go. Really? Yeah, it's true. It's true. They can, like, they can see more shit than we can. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I guess I don't know though if I want to see more than I already see. You do. I already see enough. No, you do. This is so. This is why we bitch about lint and not like flakes of human skin when we're talking about like uh, delinting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, you and I, and a bunch of people have mm-hmm. some tips to avoid dust and lint specifically. Yes. Yes. First, if whatever it is you're doing is working. Like, whatever you're doing, if you're happy with the results you're getting, don't change anything. And that's a good rule to yeah, follow constantly. Mm-hmm. With, when you get advice from somebody, but... If it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, don't change anything. But if dust is your issue, you can continue to allow us to influence your ways. Thing two. We have five minutes to go, by the way, Vanya. Nice. Yeah. Though dust and lint specifically has always been a huge issue for photographers in the darkroom and on the scanner bed, there is virtually zero mention of it in the film developing cookbook by Bill Troop and Steve Anshell, mm-hmm. which means they are both in the pockets of big lint. Probably. More than likely. Absolutely. Okay, so, so I posed the question to uh, my Instagram followers saying, hey, uh, Give us some advice on how you personally deal with lint. And I also had some of my own advice. And so I've divided this up into before, during, and after, and then right before you scan, and then overall. Okay. Okay. We have four minutes to go here. I'm like, I have a little bit of some tips and tricks for all of them as well, but... Yeah, well, let's let's, let's hear what everybody has to say. 
Well, okay. One of the things that I do is I make sure that I develop in the smallest room that I can. Mm-hmm. And it's a good idea if there's rugs in it, like if you're on a bathroom rug, like uh, like the one I'm standing on right now, it's probably a good idea to remove it. I don't do that because I don't have yes. a lint problem. Mm-hmm. If you're deving in the bathroom... You have a cat hair problem. I do have a cat hair problem. But that there's nothing I can do apart from, like, catricide. Shaving your cat. That too. So if you're developing in a bathroom... You can turn the shower on ahead of time, like getting all steamy, and let the steam settle, and the steam allegedly takes the lint with it. With three minutes to go. And at Rev.photo says, I live in a house with five cats. Lucky. So I keep an area, the bathroom, very dust-free and closed off from them, which I don't know how that's possible. Cats hate doors. So I don't know how that's even a possibility. So he also says that uh, my bathroom is very humid, which seems to keep any dust there kind of stuck to the floor. So get a, get yourself a humid bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at Dantry Photo, who echoed our shower, your, excuse me, shower idea. He, yeah, exactly. Dan suggests closing the furnace vent, which is one thing that I don't do. I, I could, and I, I choose not to, because again, I don't have this problem. <laughs> And I'm not going to change anything, because to change is to make an effort. Okay, we have two minutes left. This is before, and now we're going to be doing the during. And now you would think, there's not really anything you can do during development to lessen dust, because the film is lovingly inside liquid, and no dust can get there. But you can do some preventive measures, like maybe don't walk around your house while you're developing. Just stay put. If you need to use a towel to maybe dry things off or... Uh, keep one of your tanks from leaking. Try to use a lint-free towel as much as possible. Introduce as little lint as you can into mm-hmm. your life when you're developing. Uh, if you can, don't shed your skin cells while you're developing. Very important. Uh, there were very few responses to like a, a during developing thing, which is which is understandable because most of these are just jokes. Uh, but at rov.photo again says, clean hands go a long way, as well as nitrile gloves when hanging wet film. We'll get to hanging wet mm-hmm. film in a bit. Mm-hmm. So with a minute left, we will do the after. And we'll continue on with stopping, because it's, it's stopping. It's easy. So after, okay. I to me, this is the most critical time. Your film is wet, and so anything floating in the air at all will stick to it and, mm-hmm. and bed itself into the emulsion. There's nothing you can do yes. about that. Um, except have as little dust in the air as you possibly can. And then once it's dry, scan as soon as you can. But we'll get to all of that. Mm -hmm. So we've got 30 seconds left. Yeah. close. At B-roll backup suggests, I use wipes to gently wipe my negatives and uh, after I dev them and dry them in a portable clothes dryer. I do not know what a portable clothes dryer is, but I want to know. Because that seems like a really good idea. But before we know that, why don't we, why don't we stop? Dump the developer, developer, and stop. Um, And I'm stopping now. And I, I personally stop with water rather than a stop bath because you do not need an acid stop for almost any developer you're using in black and white with color. Yeah, there's some arguments there, and I don't care to take place, take take a take a, a roll or a, whatever in those arguments. That's, take a jump in the lake. Yeah, I don't. That's one of the things I don't want to argue about. That and like semantics. Nah, mm-hmm. I'm good. No need for that. So we're just gonna fill it up and dump it out. And so I'll let it sit there for a few seconds, and I'll read another one. Yes. At girl with too many cameras, I think we know who that is. I sleeve as soon as my negatives are dry and avoid going in and out of the room they're in to avoid dust circulating in the air too much. Mm-hmm. I don't sleeve until I'm done scanning because I am just like greasy fingerprints all over the place. It's like, yeah. it's it's almost like my hands are just like constantly being soaked in olive oil and I'm touching my negatives constantly. So I don't, I touch. I think I bleed, like I sweat olive oil. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Naturally. Yeah. So <laughs> It just comes out of my pores. 
So if you if you can get away with that, that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, I cannot get away with that, so I do scan as quickly as possible. I won't develop if I know that I can't scan uh, pretty pretty directly. Let's start fixing. I already started. Oh. Okay. I would say that um, one reason one time I do actually do that, like what Danielle does, is when I have super curly film. And then I put it in the sleeves, um, one with emulsion side up and one emulsion side down. So the whole, uh, plastic sheet doesn't curl up into like a little, um, ball thing. Okay. A roll, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Like a little roll. So if you, if you actually just like put it opposite, then it'll lay flatter and then you just stick it under a book, let that stuff flatten for a day or two and then scan it. Okay. Well, that makes some sense little hack yeah it's a little bit of a hack so all of that was that covers before during and after so how about before scanning like your your negatives are dry now what nobody suggests this and you and i both we we talked about this we can't believe that nobody suggests this compressed air yes like a can of compressed air you can buy like little compressed air guns that don't Mm -hmm. that, that are like i guess rechargeable they're rechargeable yeah they they charge constantly and and they're not that expensive and and in the end uh they're a lot cheaper than just buying a bunch of cans that you're going to throw away what this won't remove however is embedded dust so once the dust is embedded in your emulsion it's there forever and ever you you can rewash if if you if you can't can't um scan your negatives right away you can rewash, but that's still probably not going to remove the emulsion, the, the uh, lint embedded into your emulsion. Sometimes I can be a little bit clumsy, and I've definitely dropped a brand new roll on the floor. Like if I was pulling too hard with my Kim wipes, uh, and I'm like, no, and then I pick it up from the floor and there's lint on it. So that I will literally just put it back in the water and re-rinse it, and usually that helps. So you can put it back in the water and wash it off fairly quickly and be okay. Oh, yes. If it's still wet, absolutely you can. But once it dries in there, uh, tough luck, Charlie. Well, so important to inspect your negatives uh, and just make sure that there's nothing odd happening. Um, yeah. how, how would you go about inspecting your negatives? Uh, basically, I do it... I hang mine uh, in front of a window, so then there's light kind of shining through the window, and I can kind of see through. So if I see anything that looks odd, then I can go back and rinse it if I need to, or if there's water spots on it or things like that. For sure. But again, I'm like a, I use the wipes because that's the way that I do it. And that's, yeah, I don't think we really mentioned that um, squeegeeing in some way does help or can help with lint. It can scratch Absolutely. your film if you're not careful, but we yeah. use uh, Kimtech Kim wipes, and both of us use these. This is this was Vanya's idea originally. I'm not sure where you got it from, but I don't care. I got it from a photo teacher actually at Otis. Perfect. Thank you, photo teacher at Otis. Yep. And so I use those, and I I, I can't demonstrate with you to you with words on how to use them, so you'll have to figure that one out. But basically, I have a video. You do have a video. Squeegee them down, and you get most of the water off. They dry a lot faster, which means less lint hits them when they're wet. Very important. Yep. So, okay. Before you scan, at Shadestagram, suggest microfiber sweep, pre-scan, and loads of spotting in in Lightroom. I don't know how. I don't know what pre-scanning would do for dust, but maybe maybe see if you if it's there. I guess. But mm-hmm. microfiber cloth, I do keep the the scanner bed clean with a microfiber cloth. I think that's a, a you know clean it before you scan. Uh, you can use a glass cleaner if you spray it on the on the cloth and then rub it on the glass. I guess you could probably spray it on the glass too. But why why do that? Don't do that. At Count Snackula says an air filter in the room where they dry, which. Yes, definitely. It's kind of a great idea. I, I wish I could have that. He has a somehow a no-cat zone where he scans. I don't know what that is. A no-cat zone I don't think is a real thing. And an anti-static cloth, which I don't know what that is in real life. I don't know. And 
the, the Lightroom healing tool. Um, yeah. Mostly that's how you're going to get rid of Link. All of these things are great well, ideas, but... I don't use the Lightroom one. I know that it's fairly easy. Okay. All right. I use GIMP, and the, the healing tool there works pretty well for what I do. I'm pretty happy with it. Well, good. Yeah. Yeah. I just use Photoshop. I, I It's probably the same, right? I, I mean, just... I just remembered... Okay. I'm kind of like a creature of habit, so I learned Photoshop a very long time ago. I still only know those four or five things, and that's it. <laughs> so, that's okay. That's all you need. Like, Lightroom is kind of a clusterfuck. I'm just like, this is too much. Okay. Sorry. I can't deal with this. So, yeah. Um, that's basically what I use is yeah. the healing tool, like, to erase lint, and that's it. Yes. So, at Bob Price, um, he also suggests an anti-stat brush or cloth, and I don't know what those are. I know what an anti-stat brush is for records, and maybe it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And as Ooh, maybe it's one of those little Kodak things with the squeezy bottle attached. I do not know. Uh, at okay. Am I Moss Yet, blow it off and hope I don't whoopsies and spit on the negative. At Faint Taste of Rot also says, sometimes I blow on the strip before scanning to exchange lint for spit. And yes, I do those as well. And it annoys <laughs> me to no end when the little pieces of spit fly out of your mouth. Those are the ones that yes. you can see. Every time you yeah. blow... It's very Super Nintendo. Uh, uh, very Nintendo. It is. Like, I think it's just like our era of like, oh, we just have to blow on just it blow and it'll work. you fine. Now, <laughs> David Wewell, who is a much more um, responsible and logical human being, says a scanner with digital ice, which is a oh. like an automatic uh, lint removal thing. And if you, yes. if you dial yours in well enough, it will work. But you do need... Mm-hmm. It does take some trial and error... And some learning. There's a learning curve to it, but it does work. I, I I do use that sometimes too. I tried. I can't. I'm, I give up. I if I watch someone do it, then I could figure it out. I just sure. I'm just too lazy. And Beard of Flex says probably we'll get a bunch of these, but a rocket blower. And literally nobody else suggested a rocket blower. Yeah, that was. You're the only one. Yep. That's it. Congratulations, Beard of Flex. You can flex about this now too. Yes. Um, now, David, we will also suggested wet scanning for medium and large format. I yes. do not know what that is, other than it's like an oil or something, isn't it? It's like it's a, it's not water. I'm not sure. Okay, it is I a little no thing idea. you put your film in and you scan through mm-hmm. that. I believe. Also, this is again one of those times where what I'm doing is working for me, and I'm not looking for a new way to do things. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that works for him. And before yeah, we would... are done fixing, we've got three more real quickly as an overall. Okay. Overall, how can you deal with lint? At Flying Machines suggest clean, 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 repeat. Cannot, I cannot yes. uh, recommend that enough. At Kate Miller Wilson, I just pretend it isn't there, which there's a trick there, and I'll get into that trick in a second. And at Loudly Sighing, suffer and live with it. Ooh, yes. I like that one the best. That is a that is good advice. Okay, so we are going to pour out the fixer. Okay. And then we're going to wash, and I see that we've got commercial sign. So let's go there. And now this message. Visitors from outer space. We come in peace to bring you terrific tasting space dust sizzling candy. Will you experience the sizzle of galactic grape, orbiting orange, and cosmic cherry flavors? Wow, the cherry tastes delicious! I'm sizzling great! Space dust sizzling candy. In your mouth, it's out of this world. Far out! Space dust, available in outer space or your local store. And now, back to the Berenstain Bears. Welcome back. Thank you for sticking with us through all of this linty episode one thing i do want to say that we did not cover kate touched upon it is if you shoot large format lint is less of a problem not because there is less lint but because the lint is relatively smaller same size lint bigger picture means smaller lint in the actual image so yeah yeah so just don't zoom in don't zoom in don't zoom in. Instagram will, will, will not show it. No. If you post large format pictures on Instagram, you will never have lint. It's magical. <laughs> but while we may not have lint, 
Do you have negatives? I do. Should I open it? I would hope so. Well, I was gonna. Okay. Well, it's been a minute since I've done my film flower. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do your film flower. Film flowers. So let me open this first guy up. Oh, and I got I I I was doing a lot of things today. Okay. So I I have many many flowers to open, but this one's the most important because this is the acros that I pushed that I really need to have pictures on, or else I have nothing to share. Oh no. The flower is gorgeous. All right, let's pull these guys out and see what we got going on here. All right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this is beautiful. Excellent. Yeah, these came out That's very awesome. wonderfully. Oh, they're beautiful. Oh, this is um this is the the Leica. This is my roll that I shot. Yeah, this is it. Kind of cool. That's kind of neat. Okay. That... Am I going to be a Leica shooter? I think you might be. Look at you go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, no, these look great. I'm very happy with them. They seem um, fairly well exposed. I'm glad I, I did the 200. How about you? Pull them sheets. Well, I, I have. I do have negatives. I've got uh, at least two so far. And they are okay. from the summer. And nice. one is an interior shot, one is an exterior shot of, uh, of an abandoned uh, schoolhouse church. What else you got going on? Well, I've got two more, and it looks like both of these are uh, okay. Looks like a little under underexposed. Oh, no. Um, but it was dark, you know? I mean, these are both in, well, at least this one's an interior. So it could look pretty cool. I don't know. I never, I don't like to judge my negatives before I scan them. I know that some people love. No, I know. I don't do that. I know. It's true. There's sometimes it works fairly well, but sometimes it's just. Well, you can tell big things, like if you have a light leak or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. There's another. This might be the same fucking house. Huh? Interesting. Okay. Well, I don't know, but I think the futures might know. Ooh. So why don't we turn to them in our time of need? Hell yeah. See what they have to say. Ooh, hello from the future. Here we are, future Here we time. Are. Is it, why is it always time? I don't know. It is. Well, I have photos. <gasps> I have photos. Oh my gosh! It's he true. has photo. Let's talk about your photos. Okay, I, I developed four. I'm going to share three. Um, just one of them was, I don't know what I was thinking when I took it. So you don't need to see that. Okay. <laughs> uh, the first one, well, they're all of, um, abandoned houses. Okay. I believe they are three different ones. Now the first one is of a parsonage that was behind a church. And uh, I took a picture of the inside of the church, but it was like really tight against a corner. I don't know why I took that picture. So nobody's seeing that one, like I said. But the one of the parsonage, I, I don't know what I was doing here. I, I, I've, I've taken a few pictures like this where the composition is just like, what was I thinking? Hmm. It's not bad, but like, I don't know what I'm doing with it. Okay. I don't know what I saw at the time that made me take this picture. It's not a bad picture. But I don't understand it. So moving on. The second one is one of the most difficult pictures I've had to take because I'm so short. Oh. I was, you can't really tell here, but I was, this is inside of a, inside of a, like a little porch area, but it was. It, it's outdoors still? Kind of. All of the windows are broken out. Okay, so yeah, it was basically outdoors. Basically so. outdoors. But there was a window that I had to peer through to get this photo. Mm. It was an open window, but I saw the, you know, I had to raise the tripod up really high, but I couldn't, I couldn't focus if I raised it up high enough to get everything in the way I wanted to. I couldn't focus because I couldn't reach the camera. Mm -hmm. And so I had to focus it and then move it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
and hopefully that everything would just work out. And it did. I think so. But it still wasn't as high as I wanted to go. I should have had like a step stool, like a foot and a half step stool. To, I was going to ask really you, do you not have a step stool in your car? I don't, but I'm going to get a collapsible one for things like this. Yeah, I think you should. I yeah. think that would be a good idea. My and those collapsible ones are kind of perfect. You can actually yeah. even just sit on it too if you. It's true. You know, it's it, true. It's good. And the last one is another house still. I don't I don't remember where this one was. But it, I think it's a better composition than the first photo, though it's a very similar composition. It's just, I think, what I was trying to do with the first photo. I would say I definitely like the composition of the third one more than the first one. Yeah. I do like that you could see the collapse part in the first one, though. That kind of gives you a little bit better of an idea of the deterioration of it. Yeah. Um, but this one's very beautiful. And with the windows, it's a very Eric photo, you guys. It, you it's a very it's Eric wonderful. photo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Very, very lovely. And of course, looks like FA ten twenty seven is kind of killing it. It is the only developer I would suggest for Fomapan one hundred. Other than that, I would suggest not shooting Fomapan one hundred. All right, so those are mine. Not much to talk about. Uh, Montana, and I think the last one might have been North Dakota. And this was Chamonix. This was all with a Chamonix, and the first one was with the brass lens and the last two were with the like 1920s Graflex lens. Nice. So that's it all of course with the yellow filter. I get asked almost on a daily basis now if I shoot with a yellow filter. The answer, if it's black and white and it's not x-ray film, yes. You should just change your name from at conspiracy dot of dark cartographers because I can't it. say it obviously. Someday to, you'll get that. I shoot with a yellow filter. I really should. I really should. And I don't it's so I don't know if people just like they they don't shoot with a yellow filter and they see like oh the sky's a little dark. That must be a yellow filter, let me ask. Ooh. And that's fine. I don't mind being asked. I'm not like complaining. But it's such a weird thing. Like it's not it's such a weird thing to ask cuz in a way I feel like some people definitely ask me because they're trying to like like call me out on it because a yellow filter and a red filter, especially a red filter is kind of seen as a gimmick, mm -hmm. a yellow filter less. So the only one that's not really seen as a gimmick is an orange filter, because that means like, Ooh, you really know what you're doing. And that's just silly because yeah, I mean, it's in the middle of yeah, red it's, and it's, it's yeah, it's in the, the it's in the middle of it. it. It's, it's weird. But I use a deep yellow. I don't use a yellow filter. I use a deep yellow filter. So and those are different. like, uh, Kind of like you need to drink more water yellow. Yes. I would say. Yeah. That's kind of it is. what I do too. It's it's a it's a great filter. I have a bunch of them that I just throw on wherever. It's my go-to for Fomapan. I would not shoot Fomapan without it. So and I wouldn't shoot I wouldn't shoot black and white without it for the most part. There are some circumstances where I, I don't do it. And of mm -hmm. course, any kind of orthochromatic film, like X-ray film, you can't use a yellow filter on it. Otherwise yes. it will just black out everything. Or yes, most I've things. done that before. Oh, I have too. <laughs> so, once or twice. It actually common... looks really kind of fun, but... I mean, I'm sure um, you could like overexpose it a lot yeah. and still get an image, depending yeah, on your x-ray film. It really depends on it your x-ray It depends on how rich you are and how much film you want to waste. But I will say that if you haven't dabbled in filters, I mean, honestly, you can make photography new all the time with just changing a very small thing like putting a filter on it or pushing your film or pulling your film or changing the development um, or changing the lens. I mean, yeah, there's just so many things to constantly try and adapt. Uh, so yeah, you can really never get bored with taking pictures. No, even if you're doing one camera and one emulsion, you still have a lot of options with lenses Absolutely. and filters and, mm -hmm. and you know, how you develop and all of that. Not just not, and not just developers, but how you develop, you know, there's, there's a lot of different looks you can get with the same emulsion. Absolutely. I think that's one of the most important things I think that we probably should stress about in dev party. Yeah, uh, we should. We should maybe do like something on agitation where we just agitate the fuck out of something. And, yeah, make and, it super contrasty yeah, and grainy. Yeah. Mm. 
you know? I don't I like know. It. I guess. Aggressive. Aggressive. It's, yeah, like it's like when they play uh, classical music and metal music for plants. <laughs> Basically the same thing, right? I suppose so. Plants apparently respond better to metal than classical. I know. So. I know. See, this is why metal is good. I don't know if that's why metal's good, it, but it, it is, but it's is a thing. music for work, too, I would say. Okay. Um, speaking of contrasty, let's look at yours. Yours are, <laughs> are really contrasty. What, what, yeah. uh, what emulsion was this? This was the uh, Fuji Acros oh, Neopan. Okay, that's so, interesting. Um, it was 100, and I'm pretty sure it was expired. I... Um, I shot half of the role at Marley's band competition and those pictures are fine. They're, they're nice. It's a lot of like group photos, which is good for her class, which I will send. Uh, so I'm pretty happy with those, but these ones are kind of the magic ones. Okay. So this was a difficult situation. This is like 10 o'clock at night mm -hmm. in a very <laughs> like very low lit garage um this is my friend he just moved to this garage so it's a little bit of a shit show but um he's helping me put a new ground glass on my camera so i was like i need to finish this roll i'm gonna go grab my camera and i'm gonna make it work so i shot it pretty low almost like all the way wide open i think it was like this is um the Leica M4P. Okay. And I was shooting with a, what is this guy? Is it like a 50? Yeah. It's a 50. Sumalux, whatever that means. I'm sure someone knows all that stuff. Um, so, yeah. So, basically 1.42 and maybe 2.8 on some of them. Okay. Um, 60th of a second for the most part. And then I decided to... Uh, push the development obviously so uh yeah i like how moody they are they're really beautiful um my favorite picture is number three that actually was kind of a joke like we he pulled that out because the camera is from a very very long time ago oh, and okay. he's like we shouldn't use a drill we should use this and he it's pulled a, that out drill. yeah yeah okay. and that was his great grandfather's oh, uh, cool. hand drill and I thought that was kind of special. So I was like, dude, that's really cool. And it's it works with the time, you know? Like, it, it seemed like it was more appropriate to use that type of tool with this uh, camera. And just being able to nerd out with somebody that likes cameras as much as I do and can appreciate, like, woodwork and the brass work on this, on this camera uh, together was was really, really fun, really neat. And I'm, I'm excited to kind of like continue. Um, we're waiting for the powder <laughs> so we can uh, grind the glass down and make it all foggy and awesome. So yeah, these are just like really fun progress pictures for the new life I'm hopefully giving to this beautiful camera. Yeah. Now, uh, the, the episode was about lint. And I am noticing some lint on yours. No. A little bit. I erased some. Oh, well, maybe. But I, I did erase. I tried to. That's why it took me so long. Oh, is that why you were trying to trying to put? I was delinting. I oh, was like, no. oh, God. Because, yeah, some of them were, like, pretty bad. Pretty also, bad. you know why? I, 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 I don't know I why. I dropped my negatives on the floor. Yeah. And I was like, damn it. And it was like right when I was like scanning, I'm like, I am not washing these again. So, you know, yeah. that's, that's the thing we, we can't really stress enough is don't, don't drop your negatives on the floor or anywhere, really. <laughs> Just don't drop them. I mean, it's better than dropping the camera. <laughs> well, that, yeah, those are two very different things, maybe. Uh, Honestly, if there's any lint in these, uh -huh. I really tried really, really hard to take all the lint out. So if there's lint in them, it's lived it lives there now i'm not well, gonna that's the thing with 35 is that if there's a lint in there you can see it because it's mm -hmm. it's to tan and negative but with the four by fives which is what i was shooting i'm not sure if i i guess i mentioned that you there is there's definitely lint still on these pictures yeah 
but it's uh, you, you can't really see it all that well because these are uh, very big negatives. Do we, do we, we, how many 35 millimeter frames can you fit into a four by five frame? What do you think? Ooh, that's a 20? very good question. No. No. Nine? May, maybe nine. I don't know. See, I, I have no. I don't know. Portrait or landscape? It wouldn't matter. Would it? <laughs> it's a very good question. Let's, let's work that out. We will work that out. And the future futures will get back to you on that. No, but they probably won't. Hey, it's super future, Eric, breaking in here to let you know that I, I did figure this out later on. So I know that we were getting a lot of messages and, and maybe even emails about this. So for a regular 35 millimeter frame, which is a 24 by 36 millimeter size, you can fit 15 of those in a sheet of four by five, which is 102 by 127 millimeters. And since it's since four by five is just one quarter of an eight by 10, that means in an eight by 10 uh, frame, you can fit 60, 35 millimeter frames, which yes, does mean it has that much more uh, resolution, which is why grain and lint all look much, much smaller the bigger you go. Okay, sending it back to the previous future. And of course, all of these photos are going to be in the show notes and have fun looking at them. Yeah, I think they're really, really, really lovely. Eric's, of course, no. traditionally amazing. You developed two other roles here. I did. And are they, I'm sure that it's not scanned in where we're actually recording this only a few hours in the future. Yeah, they're okay. not scanned in. I want to say that I'm a little disappointed with the Tasma. Oh. I usually really enjoy Tasma. Yeah. Um, but that camera had been pulled out, like shot halfway, pulled out, and then put back into another camera because yeah. I think it had lived in a camera for a very long time. So it was kind of like, ugh, probably not the best choice to do that, but I'm going to scan that probably later. Okay. Uh, so hopefully there's a couple in there. And then as far as um, if anybody was wondering about the Kodachrome, there's nothing on there. There's yeah. some light leaks. Okay. And yes, so there was um, black stuff that's called things. Like a Remjet sort of? Sort of, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. But it's done. I I don't have to stare at it and wonder anymore. They they're not going to make the developer for it. So. No, no. There's there's and the, and the, and that would probably not work out all that well anyway in the color development. Yeah, I mean, honestly, old. when people show me they have expired film, I always think it's worth shooting. Usually. Oh, absolutely. Um. But just be very pessimistic about what you're going to get because sometimes you're going to get nothing and sometimes you're going to get amazing stuff. And sometimes you're going to get weird shit that will grow on you kind of like, you know, that one album that you're just like, oh, I don't know about it, but then you just kept listening to it and it's just like really good. Do you, do you have an album like that? Yeah, recently it's a, a 2012, I think, Sinead O'Connor album that mm. I did not like at first. And now it's just, it's really affected me. I really, really enjoy it. Really? Yeah. How's she doing, by the way? Um, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't uh, seen much from her recently. She was not doing well for a while, but um, I think she might be doing better. Okay. Uh, no news is good news on the Schnitt O'Connor front. She <laughs> yeah, apparently, exactly. ha she apparently has a new album coming out. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Great. Yeah, her latest single from like two years ago is fucking amazing. So. Mm. Good on her. Nice. Well, I guess that's everything. Um, thank you for joining us on the Schneider O'Connor cast. <laughs> and we should uh, send it back. To the okay. And we're back. Oh, we are. Thank you. Thank futures. you. Thank you. Always enlightening. Thank you so much for scanning my film because I could not stand doing it. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Well, I hope everybody out there has learned a little bit about Lent. Uh, there is one thing I want to say. Oh, what is that? 
Well, because I think that a lot of these was were really good advice. Like uh, most of these things I do, and actually most of these things I do all together. So like I use compressed air. I use my duster. I make sure my desk is clean before I scan. I make sure I'm in a small room. Like all those mm-hmm. things can be like on top of each other. So you can always add something to the mix if you still feel like you have issues with lint. Yeah. Yeah. These aren't like, these aren't all of the rules. They're just yeah, like, here's some ideas. Guidelines. Yeah. Maybe these will work for you. Maybe most of them won't. Maybe you don't care. Maybe you really like lint. None of those things are yeah. wrong. So definitely not. No, do what you want. It's your art. Exactly. Yeah. I guess that's all I have to say about lint, which is somewhat surprising. I think I'd have more to say no. about lint, but eh. I guess not. No. no. Oh, I think in the main episode, I, I talked about going to the molecular breakdown of lint, and I'm, I was joking. Why would you think I would do oh, that? Thank goodness. I know. No, no, no. Please don't. So let's thank you for tuning in and listening tuning tuning that dial to all through a lens Woohoo! yeah now this yeah. is our am yes am sp- <laughs> sorry maybe not am now this is our is it our last dev party before christmas i believe it is oh my goodness it is we have one main episode that comes out before christmas and that'll be out on the 20th about in a week from when you're listening to this now it'll be out and then after that, we'll have a dev party, and then we're going to be taking a break from the main episodes, but we will still have some dev parties here and there for everybody to enjoy as a sort of belated Christmas present, unless you're Orthodox, then a Christmas present. So <laughs> thank you all so much for listening. We do love you very much. Have a happy holidays if that's what you're doing, or don't if that's your life's mission. And we will see you again on the main episode. Uh, See you next year. (laughs) Sorry. No, we'll still have one in December. (laughs) All right, fine. You can use that joke next time. Nobody will be expecting it from you. (laughs) Good. All right. All right. See you guys later. See you. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye.